Welcome to A Feminine Conversation, a space where I speak with women from many diverse backgrounds, learn about their experiences in life and how they have shaped themselves and the influence of diversity on their lives today. Before I begin, I'd like to acknowledge that I am on Jar Jar Ruan country and I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge their strong connection to the land and storytelling. Today's guest is Hannah and we met through the same high school and she is a wonderful young woman, um, a shared lover and patron of the Royal Children's Hospital, especially the fish tank and I'm very excited to be talking to her today. Do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? <laughs> okay, um, hello, my name is Hannah. Um, I'm 15, almost 16, so I'm going into year 11 this year. Um, I love anything to do with creative arts um, and I love true crime as well. Um, yes. And I've been, I was born with cystic fibrosis, which is a genetic and life-threatening illness. So yeah, that's me. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, I think this might be kind of an interesting question to kick things off. Um, what was life like for you during the pandemic? I think um, when it first started was probably the mm. scariest because yeah. we didn't know a lot about it. We didn't have rapid tests. You know, it was really scary and lockdowns yeah. and all that. And I feel like it was obviously very scary for everyone, but for anyone who was um, immunocompromised, disabled, had an invisible illness like I do, how much after this has all happened? And I mean, we're still in the pandemic. We've still got Omicron. Um, yeah. But it's a little bit better now since mm. the, this strain isn't, it is, I mean, it's still killing people, which is really, really sad. Mm. Um, but it's not as, I don't want to say it's not as bad, but it's it's more livable. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And we have rapid tests and we're not in lockdown anymore. Mm. Um, and I'm still able to be at school and stuff like that so yeah it's gotten easier um but at the start it was really really scary yeah definitely um how do you deal with your diagnosis just in everyday life just day to day um I think that's like a, a really kind of uh almost two-sided question it's like mm, yeah. um, a lot of people ask me oh you know how do you deal with it and it's like I've been like it wasn't like I had a a choice in this yeah yeah and B, I was born with it so it's it's really all mm. I know so yeah. it's not like I've known a life outside of you know having heaps of treatment every single day hospital mm. admissions you know mm. all that kind of stuff I see kids my age who are able to um especially with COVID around able to go out and do you know um stuff within the city and stuff like yeah, yeah. there's more COVID. Um and yeah, I think I haven't known anything outside of it. So I'm mm. not sure like, you know, if I was to know a normal life, maybe it would be a lot harder to deal with having fibrosis. Yeah. Um and it's it's definitely something that I still struggle with. Yeah. Um yeah. I have been like my cystic fibrosis team um with most cf kids you go and see a psychologist mm. um like especially when you're younger to kind of yeah. help manage and deal with having cystic fibrosis and mm -hmm. the differences that come with it um so yeah i think it's something that um it's kind of a tough question to answer but it's a great question because yeah yeah um 
yeah it's like I don't know anything else so when people Mm. ask how do you deal with it it's like I don't want to say I just do but I just kind of I don't know anything else so it's just yeah 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 yeah. and it's how I'll continue to live for a very long time (laughs) what do you think the hardest thing is about having CF I think it's a really good question I think that the hardest thing would definitely be the fact that it is an invisible illness so Mm. if I was to you know be in a lineup of people who are perfectly healthy and perfectly able-bodied I'd look exactly the same there's nothing on the outside um I don't use any as of yet I don't use any mobility aids Mm. um I'm I just look like everyone else Mm. um so it can be really hard when trying to explain to teachers or friends or, yeah, family or yeah. anyone who I need to explain what's going on to it can be really hard for people to grasp because there's nothing visual for them to look yeah, at exactly. and I have to like everything's happening like on the inside of my body yeah. um and then sometimes the easiest way to explain is to tell them you know how like the things that I have to do every day I have to do you know up to four nebulizers every single mm. day each one of them taking like 20 minutes you know I'm mm. taking up to 80 tablets a day Mm. I've got um, hospital admissions at the moment, like every three months. I'm like going in on Wednesday. Um, yeah. So there's there's a lot that comes with it and it's all kind mm. of below the surface. And day to day, I seem like a completely happy, healthy, you know, able-bodied person. Yeah. Um, when really I'm not. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That's probably the hardest thing. Yeah, yeah. And what is something, you know, because there's a lot of um, mainstream media kind of um, movies and things about CF, what is like a stereotype for one of those that you're just like, oh my goodness, like that is so not true. Or maybe, oh, this is kind of true um, to me or to other people maybe. I think that's such a good question. Um, I mean, there was Five Feet Apart, which was obviously yeah. the movie um, that really, I think, opens a lot of eyes to cystic fibrosis and what mm. living with it was like. Um, and I think the movie did an incredibly good job at yeah. um, showing, you know, how what it's like to live with cystic fibrosis. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing about it was the fact that it was for the kind of plot of the movie. It was a romance yeah. movie. It needed to be drama not dramatized like romanticized um yeah, yeah, yeah so some aspects like I think the one thing that would ruin the whole entire plot is that um if I if I'm anywhere near someone else who has cystic fibrosis I would much rather just like not be near them at all than like mm. take the risk of that five feet six feet um and that's what we're taught from when we're young if you're anywhere near someone with cystic fibrosis you get out you need to be separate they used to have um like cf camps and kids yeah. with cf would come and they'd meet each other um until they realized what cross infection was which is you know passing bugs from each other mm. my bugs my cystic fibrosis like when i have a chest infection um that's not going to be passed on to anyone you know my family my friends or anyone that i'm in a class with at school mm-hmm. but if there's someone with cystic fibrosis i can pass them on to that person with cystic fibrosis Right. Yeah. Um, and so at those camps, they were sharing bugs around. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it wasn't good. So the whole plot of uh, Five Feet Apart, sadly, 
if it was really in real life would be it just would it would be completely yeah. ruined. But um <laughs> obviously for a movie and for Hollywood, mm. that's not right. Um yeah. I think that was the only kind of stereotype when people would be like, Oh, so like do you do you know I'm with cystic fibrosis? And I'd be like, Yes, like I have like two people that I know that like have cystic fibrosis. Yeah. Um one of them I'm relatively close to. Um, but the other one I kind of just know of. So there's not mm. many people and you don't, especially when you're in hospital, you don't kind of see them around and stuff. And sometimes it's hard to pick up who has CF and who doesn't because it's mm. an invisible illness. So yeah, I think, yeah. Is it hard to, um, do you like feel alone sometimes just because you can't connect with people with CF or do you have like a really tight, um, community around you that kind of helps out? I think um, there is a really great community. There's mm. Cystic Fibrosis Victoria and there's organisations that are set mm. up to help um, families and kids and whoever has cystic fibrosis, they're there yeah. to help them. You can get funding for medical treatment mm. um, because some of it's really expensive. You've got Medicare, yeah. but for certain equipment um, and medications that aren't on the PBS, mm. um, it can be hella expensive. Yeah. So those kind of organisations are really good with helping with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's kind of fun runs and stuff that go on. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much now that we've got a pandemic, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's, and they send out like newsletters and mm-hmm. there is a community. It's all very kind of like virtual. It's not yeah. so much in real life, um, but there is a community. But I mean, if you don't have that kind of, um those organizations and stuff even then you still like especially as a kid I felt very very alone like yeah no one else in my class had to walk up to the front when I was eating food and show my teacher these are the medications that I will be taking Mm. you know um and going into hospital and missing like I've missed chunks and chunks of school over my whole entire life like if you put it all together it would probably be like a year and a half Mm. um so I've missed quite a bit of school and that's that can be really hard because a you're missing out on social interaction and being with your friends um and b you're missing out on your schoolwork and going into VC I think that's going to be um a bit of a struggle I guess (laughs) yeah Um, yeah or something that I'm gonna have to work out how to Mm. do because I am in hospital and I have appointments and I will be missing out um yeah so yeah I think that's that's the thing sometimes you're missing out on stuff that no one else has to and you're doing things that no one else has to and you know if I had friends over or if I'm at someone else's place it can be a bit kind of like like kind of awkward to take Mm. medication or anything like that especially like when I was younger I found it really really embarrassing because you know as an eight-year-old you want to go play with your barbies you don't want to be taking medication so yeah. yeah 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 Yeah, I'm also interested to know how um, your schools over the years have accommodated to um, what you need to be doing throughout the day. Um, I think I've been to three different schools now um, and all of them, I've never had any really bad kind of incidents um, or anything like that. I mean, the school that I'm at now, um has been incredible they've got some really good um programs in place I have teachers that I can go to yeah um 
and even with BCE, they've got really good programs and stuff in place to make sure that I am able to catch up on work. Um, yeah. Uh, another thing is the team at um, Royal Children's Hospital. They are mm. my team is absolutely incredible, um, mm. and they're happy if anything happens, you know, anywhere. They're happy mm. to send out doctor certificates and emails and stuff. Yeah. Explaining what needs to be explained. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so all kind of like my doctors and social workers and all that kind of stuff mm. have uh, have always been incredible in that aspect. Yeah, yeah, that's so great. I love the Royal Children's. <laughs> <They're so laughs> um, if there was a couple of things that you wanted to tell someone who had no idea what cystic fibrosis was, what would you tell them? Ooh, probably the first thing is that um it's not I feel like a lot of the time if I'm like coughing in public or mm. taking medications and stuff you can get some weird stares I've had teachers mm. ask me if I'm like doing drugs or something <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I think the first thing is like please just be understanding mm. um you know at sometimes it can just really like it can make my anxiety really like I can get really worked up over like yeah you know if I'm coughing heaps like you know it's kind of it can be embarrassing to have to leave the classroom because you're coughing so much Mm. um and it's yeah it's just about understanding that like everything that I'm kind of going through I don't have any control over um and there's no point kind of trying to um sometimes teachers especially can give you like kind of false options they'll be like oh if you just if you're coughing just like take some Ventolin and just take a breather it's like it doesn't work like that I need yeah, space yeah. and like if I'm coughing I'm coughing so please just like let it be yeah um, yeah just like not to stare if and that I feel like that goes for anyone mm. um who is immunocompromised or yeah. disabled if anything kind of happens in public um yeah just be understanding don't mm. stare if we really seem like we need help please you know, don't be afraid to, you know, come help us. Um, mm. And I think the second thing is, following on from that, don't be afraid to ask questions. If you're doing it yeah. politely um, and you're not being like, oh, what's wrong with you, that kind of thing, and yeah, you politely yeah. ask, hi, I was just wondering, I heard you coughing in the hallway or whatever, um, mm. you know, is everything all right? And I'm happy to explain. If you have any yeah. questions about, you know, at least for me, I really don't mind questions. I love, yeah. you know, answering yeah. those questions and talking about cystic fibrosis because mm. um, invisible illnesses as a whole need to be talked about more. Um, yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, I can totally relate to, um, you know, the stairs because I used to wear a Boston back brace for my scoliosis. Mm-hmm. I looked like a tank, you know, my shoulders were like this <laughs> and I like was like waddling around everywhere. So, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Being understanding and asking questions. I think, um, you know, we all need to kind of be kinder to each other and learn about all the different types of things. And that's why I'm doing um, doing yeah. this project. You know, I've already learned so much from talking to everybody. It's been so much fun. Yeah, um, yeah I think yeah. the third thing also, sorry, the third yeah, thing yeah, is there's this incredibly fine line mm. between... Um, being like pitying someone Mm, and then kind of just being kind I think sometimes there's it's just an incredibly fine line and it's not something that everyone's going to be able to understand and I completely understand Mm. that um but it can just be really good if you're just being 
like just just being nice just being kind and then absolutely pitying someone and being like oh you know you know you're so strong oh, and it's, ew, it's all about yeah. the way that you say it if you genuinely yeah mean it, I can tell if you yeah, absolutely it in a pitying manner I totally get um, it like oh you poor thing you, you know oh, you know you're such like, a yeah exactly it's like and you're like oh you're so strong I would it's never the be tone. able to go through this like that doesn't make me feel any better it, like, feels, <laughs> it makes you feel so much worse if anything so yeah. yeah 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 that's such a good point to bring up I forget because I'm not wearing that back brace anymore I just take like pain meds if I need to so thinking about that now like um you know how we both I don't know if you did um the trip the big trip at the school that we used to go did you leave yeah 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 yeah. I did the I went to Paris and Spain and France and beautiful 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 time um and I did it all in the brace and every time it was oh I could never walk 30ks and blah 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 like it doesn't help (laughs) so definitely that point is so important to bring up um yeah just being kind and the tone is so important yeah. the way that you yeah. say it yeah it changes everything you know if mm. you mean it yeah if it's genuine you can tell right and if it's like oh yeah. I'm so sorry blah 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 then it's yeah it doesn't help at all um I want to know though uh mm. the last question what your favorite thing is about the Royal Children's the staff easy I can say that yeah like that like yeah yeah, yeah. The staff there absolutely incredible and I'm so so grateful for all of them mm. from you know um especially when I'm like staying in hospital uh, yeah the nurses yeah. they're incredible people um my nurse unit manager Elise she is I genuinely think the woman is wonder woman like she yeah. is always like I will come into hospital and you know the next day she'll already come and knock on my door make sure I'm all right um mm. if there's anything I need you know there's half the nurses there and doctors really have like I've been in hospital enough that they it's my second home they've almost raised me yeah. like and there's just mm. wonderful people in there who work so hard mm. um and you know you I've found like a lot of closeness between myself and certain nurses and yeah some of them I'm just incredibly good friends with and yeah, yeah. um there's just so many good people um mm. in the Royal Children's Hospital that work there um, yeah. my physio Jen, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite nurses, Grace. Yeah. Um, as I said, my nurse unit manager, Elise, um, my head doctor, Hip, all of them are just incredible people. And I'm so mm. grateful for every single one of them. Yeah. There's incredible people that work at the Royal Children's. Um, and you know, I think it's also important to acknowledge all the work that the healthcare workers are doing especially at the moment, it is absolute madness. So, um, you know, it's it's so amazing, everything that they're doing, you know, um, yeah, to keep I mean, us safe. Yeah, seeing, like, I've been um, in hospital between, like, when, it, like, COVID was first a thing mm. um, and to now where, you know, it's very normal and where, you know, mm. hospitals are overworked and understaffed and yeah. um, going through a really rough time. Mm. Um, and I mean, on my ward, Kelpie Ward at Origins Hospital, yeah. um, we're not a COVID ward, mm. but we do occasionally have COVID patients come in because they just don't have any room in our yeah. uh, COVID ward, which is Dolphin. Um, yeah. And they've, Dolphin was originally a short stay ward and they've yeah, transformed yeah. that into a COVID ward um, uh, yeah. and they have testing centres and mm. they've just been able to 
like the turnaround has just been incredible. Yeah. Um, so even then, and you know, the amount of um, PPE that nurses have to wear, mm, of course, like, yeah. the, the masks are yeah. insane. Um, and yeah, they all just work so hard every single day, mm. and I'm very grateful for them and everything that they do. Yeah, incredible. It was so much fun talking to you again. Great to see you again Thank you as well. Yes, so much fun. I like it's so crazy that um you're in year eleven now. Like you were so small because I, <laughs> I met you when you were twelve. So now, I'm now it's like whoa, and everything. I know, crazy and um going to uni. It's it's all happening. Um, so I wish you all the best. For year eleven, gonna yes. crush it. Gonna be amazing. Thank you so much Thank for being here. <laughs> Thank you very much.